0: join me here. Everyone needs a soft shoulder. Okay, picture it. It is March 2018. Two friends are sitting on chairs. They are looking out at the ocean somewhere in California. One of these people has a brain injury, <laughs> guess who, <laughs> and is scared and also has a dream, has many dreams, a whole bunch that have been suddenly interrupted or startled into freeze mode and one of those dreams was this podcast that was me of course and Alison Tarr of Tech Coven I wanted a way to reach you, my people, with the message that is so strong in my heart with this purpose, with this, you know, this work that I do around self-love and self-marriage. With the changes that happened in my brain injury, the concussion I acquired in February 2018, I suddenly just didn't know how that was going to happen. And there was a lot of scary things about it, but one of them was, how can I connect with you? The podcast had been a dream for many years. I wasn't sure what form it would take. I just knew I always wanted to do that. And Allison sat, you know, sat very patiently holding space for all the feel, the roar of my tears, the roar of the ocean, and just said very calmly, you know, I can help you. We can totally make this happen. So an enormous my hand is on my heart, thanking you, Allison. TechCoven.com and AllisonTar.com. Allison does make shit happen, um, specifically websites. If you want to go over and look at um, at specifically, um, that was that was then, and this episode, dear listener, this is the one hundredth episode. So I am in huge celebration mode. Um, There's so many things to celebrate. First, there's a hundred episodes to celebrate. And you, if you have been here since the beginning, I know that there are many of you who heard the intro, which I haven't even listened to since I recorded it. (laughs) And I think the first episode, what is self-marriage? I got some reviews on iTunes. I got some text messages from friends and family. And I have to say how much that meant to me. It was so challenging and difficult at that time to, to try to do this. And um, knowing that my words were landing well, landing in your heart, inspiring you to think in a new way, to be uh, gentle and encouraging with yourself. Some people also going through brain injuries or difficult health challenges, mental health challenges as well, um, which are health challenges. And um And people who just, you know, wanted a new way of thinking. It is so rewarding to know that um, I've been able to give that gift to you and that you've been able to receive it for all of this time. So thank you for being there. Thank you for also, if you are new and somehow this is your first episode, I just want to welcome you with open arms. You have 99 other episodes to listen to if you like where this one is going and, uh, Hey I, I'm just getting started. I absolutely love getting to speak with you this way, sharing and celebrating this, this path of self-love. There's a lot of talk about it, obviously, a lot of different approaches in. I think I've been thinking a lot about language and how especially for big things like you know, art and feminism. And integrity. like I think we use a lot of words and don't necessarily have shared definitions when we're using them. Um, and you know, self-love is one of those things, right? When I could say that to a hundred people and get a hundred different uh, ideas popping up in their minds about what that means, and then how they feel about what that means, right? So the art of self-marriage is always evolving. That's why I love it. That's why I also named it specifically the art of because my experience of art is a dialogue is an exploration. It is challenging. It's not always pretty, right? Some people picture art and it's like, oh, sunflowers, watercolor. A vase full of grapes. It's lovely. It matches the sofa. Other people think of art as like a dress made out of meat and like blowing shit up and really challenging the world we live in and the ideas that uh, keep us lulled into systems that don't work and cause harm and etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera, right? So this is like, I love the fact that as soon as we make a work of art we're over it. <laughs> it's changed. We've changed, you know, like I'm working on um my first book, Crash Bloom. I've been working on it on and off for over a decade. Um, I'm doing the illustrations. There's up like I'm in the 80th something illustration on this book. And as of course I go, every time I do a drawing, I get better at drawing. Every time I, you know, write something, I get better. Like your craft uh, develops, right? Your muscles strengthen. So then all of a sudden you're slightly more talented, perhaps, or you have sl- a slightly new perspective on the tools you're using, right? Then you did five days ago, five months ago, certainly 10 years ago. It's tempting to want to redo it, right? To judge your past work and to want to be like, oh, I can't put that out now. Like I can draw way better now. I'm going to do this over. But It's a trap because if I started redoing the drawings, it would just keep going, right? I would just keep getting better and then I'd want to redo these ones. And the most important thing is getting this freaking book out out of me and into your hands, into your hearts for any of you going through a breakup or heart healing journey of any kind. Um, And so if you consider, you know, that part of art making with self-love, Right, It's like you can't just keep comparing what you used to do uh, to what you can do now and wish that you had done it different. There is no real arrival point. It's always growing and changing and you have to take these actions. You have to try things out. Um, It might be, let's say, how you navigate your love life, whatever that looks like. Um, You might think like, oh, if I really loved myself, I would leave this relationship. Or, oh, if I really loved myself, I would, you know, do the growth that is required of me to be able to receive more in this relationship, to not give up this time, right? And then maybe five years later, your self-love requires something different, you know? It's always going to be moving and evolving. And moving and evolving based on the actions you previously took, you know, like drawing number 10 can only happen because drawing number nine happened, which can only happen because, you know, blah, blah, (laughs) keep going backwards, right? So this is like a nice way to look at that there aren't, there are no mistakes. If you approach self-love as an art and you as the artist, There's no mistakes. There's no regrets. You did the best that you had at the time. You created with what you had available to you at the time. You chose the colors. You chose the people. You chose the tools that you wanted to explore at the time. And only after completing that could you have learned and come through and realized a new interest, a different color preference, a way to even like like turn that up a notch that you were like, oh, wow, I didn't even go... I wanted to get into blues and teals, but I didn't even, I was just skimming the surface. Like (laughs) there's so much more depth I can explore and now I know and I can do this, you know. So I love this. It's always, always, always new and creative and wonderful. In my program, The Art of Self-Marriage, we are now coming, oh, it's heartbreaking. We're coming towards the final, is it two months? final two months. This is a year-long program that I run. Uh, This is the first time I've run it. It's been incredibly rewarding. So this is where we take self-marriage and as an art form, us as artists in our lives, spending a whole year, right? A year of engagement with yourself, working on your uh, your mindset as an artist, as a creative. You don't have to paint or collage or do anything you don't want to do. I think we're all artists, all creators, okay? So like thinking about this creatively and towards the end, what we, we just completed uh, the month on vows, vow writing, uh, writing and keeping vows to ourselves. And now we're moving into ceremony and celebration. Now, these seem to be like the most popular things. When you think of like a wedding, you think of self-marriage, it's like there's vows and then there's the ceremony. I wanted it dead last for a reason because there's so much undoing that needs to happen first. There's so much getting to know ourselves and particularly with marriage I am committed to this word. I know this word is complicated for many of us. We have lots of marriage baggage. I believe there's a podcast episode specifically about that. There's a lot of things to kind of unravel, right? In what you've been conditioned to think about, what you act. And I didn't want this course to basically be, let's take what we currently know about marriage and then just do a version of it by ourselves. It can look like that. It might, you might choose that. What's important to me, though, because we are making these commitments to ourselves is to also break this shit open wide and recreate, unpack, understand what it is that we've internalized, what it is that we really like. I don't want another template for you. Lord knows you have plenty. And when we take something like like art, expression and self-love, and we start to create templates like this it becomes another thing where this is the right way to do it and that means that there's a wrong way to do it so I do love the structure and structure you know just like a painting you need something to paint upon <laughs> I think Um you know maybe you can paint like on a water surface but like you need a surface right so that there is some pieces that need to be there but it's like what if we opened up what that actually looks like so it doesn't only have to happen on canvas right you can paint on anything you can paint on wood you can paint on bubble wrap you can paint on a human body right so in the art of self-marriage it's like let's take this whole concept of marriage and let's break it wide open really spend that time dedicated to ourselves not for six weeks not for a cute little boot camp that fits in your schedule this is this is really important to me I had a great um, exchange with someone recently about um, why this is a year-long program costing what it costs and why uh, like wouldn't it be nice if it was shorter (laughs) wouldn't it be more accessible perhaps if it was shorter like someone could just do it in the summer whatever and you know we don't do this for relationships that are headed towards marriage with other people. If we did, you see where I'm going with this? How offended would you be if you were dating someone and you were both wanting t- marriage and they were like, you know, <laughs> why don't we just like cram this whole thing into six weeks? Like, why? I don't want to waste a whole year getting to know you, dating you, uh, you know, exploring anything? Like, what if we just go on like a whole bunch of dates and then get married? You know, Like, I don't know about you. um, I'm not into it. I'm not into it, right? Like, why do we give such a huge commitment financially, time, right? Well, time is because you can't build trust in six weeks. Like, that's like reality show version of marriage, which I totally love to watch. <laughs> but it's like, you know what I'm saying, right? It's like, I want to spend a, a year. A year is also not that long. And once you have that year of engagement, it's not like it stops. This is what I'm super passionate about is that the the wedding, this ceremony celebration is important to claim. I believe it's important to honor this commitment in this specific way that we don't normally honor for uh, things that we just do for ourselves, Right? We have a, it's very easy for us to accept us doing this with other people, spending the money and the time and whatever. And so I feel like it's by design that has to be there. But I mean, you know, after you have the wedding, any of you who've had a wedding know that that's just the beginning. And so when I talk about self-marriage, it's, I am very clear and I want to remind you also to think of it as the marriage, not the wedding, because we, we can collapse those two in our minds. Somebody recently uh, f- sent me a, a news article in a paper. It wasn't a very long article, but about a woman, uh, someone else who married themselves. Every once in a while, people send me these articles of different people, usually women around the world. And it's always about the wedding. There's a wedding. There's a ring. There's how much they spent. There's a dress. It's a moment in time. That is a, that is a wedding, not a marriage. And you know this if you've had a wedding, Right. Whether it was great or whether it was a <laughs> disaster, um, that was a day, that was a lot of, you know, money, time, whatever, energy and creating it. And then what happens? Then you're living with this person, right? So, you know, why is it a year? It's like, it's at least a year. I want you to have that same feeling of like, I am worth this. I am kind of scared. To, to Maybe I don't even believe that I'm worth this, but I want to be worth this. I'm going to make this investment. I'm going to say this is what I'm doing this year. I'm going to spend nowhere near the amount of money that people spend on other weddings, but I'm going to spend this, which might be a real stretch on myself, and get supported with a group of other people who are doing the same thing. This rebellious act of committing to love yourself first, always. Not instead of, but first. And that's also a little dance that I think I want to do a whole episode on actually. This whole idea of like self-love versus like love with others. Um, What comes first? I will often just agree with that catch line, right? Like you got to love yourself first and then you can love other people. But it's, we're not, we can't really be divided that way. And there's a dance between those two things. So stay tuned for, I guess, episode 101. (laughs) We'll probably talk about it then. Um, One of the things that we discussed in uh, this week's uh, class, which was on uh, the study class on ceremony and celebration, was uh, I shared, of course, the story of my self-wedding, my wedding to myself, which was June 7th, 21 years ago. I was a little baby and I called in sick from work and took myself to Toronto Island and had the ceremony without, without the beautiful, like I, oh, dear listener, it was, it was so cool to like have a bunch of us talking about what kind of ceremony we might want. I felt this like pang for my young, young self uh, who didn't have that, you know, who was kind of winging it on her own. What an amazing experience it is to hear what other people want to do, hear what's sacred to them, what's playful to them, what elements are important to get inspired from each other and encourage each other. I didn't have that. So it it, it thrills me that I get to offer this to you. One of these things is music, right? At ceremonies, music is often used in all kinds of ceremonies, sound, singing, etc. And of course, it was so important to me to have a first dance. That was one element of my ceremony on the beach. So I came prepared for it. I knew that the dance would happen after the ceremony and I wanted to dance in the water. <laughs> so I had this little Walkman and my wedding song was Baby You've Got What It Takes, sung by Brooke Benton and Dinah Washington. Sorry, Dinah Washington. Dinah Washington. <laughs> I'm having one of those <laughs> brain moments that's flipping. It's Dinah Washington. Dinah Washington. Okay. I'm, I'm going to roll with that. If it's wrong, I'll put it in the notes, but I'm pretty sure it's <laughs> and, um, you know, it was fabulous. You hear this duet, right? Like baby, you've got what it takes listing all of these wonderful qualities. I am listening to it through the lens or through the earphones <laughs> of that. I have what it takes, you know, that I have these things to give to myself and vice versa. And, you know, loop-de-loop. And I splashed around in the water and it was so great. So that was the song that I now have anchored and tied to the ceremony. Um, I don't listen to it all the time. It's part of that moment and that memory. I love that playful element of planning a ceremony for yourself is that you get to choose something that you love and you're not checking in with anyone. There's no other opinion uh, to account for. It can be really fun and also really challenging to do that. But every once in a while, I still use music as part of um, how I re-engage. I mean, how does one keep a self-marriage fresh after 20, 21 years? Hey, other great podcast episode idea. But music is one of those ways. So this spring has been a real shakeup. If you've been listening, you know there's been. A lot of loss there's been a breakup of a long-term romantic partnership there's been a lot of other things and a lot of uh, um, changes that uh, let's kind of ripple out from those changes obviously right Um, and I've just you know when you just get into a song I don't know when when it popped up but it just kind of found me I've been listening to love is which is made popular by Alana miles who's a Canadian singer songwriter. And the song was written by uh, David Tyson and Christopher Ward, I think. <laughs> I love how understanding everyone is who's listening um, about the gaps in, my, in my, my brain from time to time. So this kind of came to me and I just felt that zing. You know, I was listening to it, walking down the street. I started thinking about it. Um, in terms of my own relationship I don't do that with every song but when this song came on I was like oh yeah and so then I've been putting it on and you know if you I don't know if any of you have seen me strutting around my neighborhood if any of you are local chances are high this song is playing on my headphones and it can be really fun to play with the lyrics here but you know and rethink about what that means if you're singing it to yourself or about yourself. So um, I invite you, dear listener, to like cue this up and listen to it if you remember the song or, or if you're curious about it. If not, choose a different song, but pick a song right now. It doesn't have to be the forever song. I kind of went classic with Baby, You Got What It Takes for the Wedding. Um, but sometimes there's just some song that's just buzzing around in your bonnet right now. And it's like... I'm just feeling this. What if is it about love? Could it be about love? Could it be about you loving you instead of whatever we're assuming it's about, you know? So, what I love to is like how this kind of maps on of this love is what you want it to be. Just that line alone. That's like I guess the beginning of the chorus. Love is what you want it to be. It's it's a message that's like playful, simple, but it also maps onto the art of self-marriage right like we get to create this love can be whatever we want self-marriage can be whatever we want and there's this like fun reminder that we get to listen to our desires we get to decide what we're creating this is a creative act right this verse here is the one that particularly has like a charge for me right now close my eyes search the stars cry for help wake up cold you're in my system, under my skin, raw emotion, please don't go. So now this is, you know, personal to me in this particular moment, but it's like, you know, there's a thing with the heartbreak that I'm going through. There's some things that are feeling lost It also reminds me, honestly, of when I hit my head and got the concussion, this whole like, (laughs) close my eyes, search the stars, cry for help, wake up cold. I'm picturing myself laying on the sidewalk, actually. Um, This change of consciousness, this reminder, you're in my system, under my skin, raw emotion, please don't go. For me, this is like this reminder of this life force of where this lives in me and where my wisdom is, which is in my body. That's where I get the sensation. That's where I understand the truth. There might be something I really think I want and my body, your body probably, right? Like when we're in touch with it, it tells us this is right. It tells us this, um, this isn't right. (laughs) This person is lying to me. Um, you know, um, there's a, got to run on instinct, got to go by feel, Got to trust my senses to know it is for real. So these are the things, these are lyrics from Love Is, and this is what I'm working on now. This is like what is being awakened now, is these things that were dormant, things that had dimmed for lots of reasons. There's a there's an interesting timing thing happening with this breakup I'm going through, as well as the brain injury recovery. I know that was four years ago. This spring, I have seen... Um, some really big surges in healing, which means I have had energy coming back in like, like that ocean from the very beginning of this episode. It's like where there was no water, all of a sudden these doors are opening and this, this sensation is coming back. I am feeling pleasure. And I don't know if I have felt that in four years because it was startling like for a long time. And maybe you can relate if you've ever, um, Been through an injury like this where when you're managing so much pain, um, what you hope for is the absence of pain. But pleasure is too tall an order, you know. There was a lot of time there where I had to like, I don't even, you know, I don't even know if I grieved it or if it just I didn't even have time for that. It was like just trying to have days of relief and then trying to have more than one day of relief in a row. Um it might have even been too painful to think, will I ever actually experience pleasure again in the way that I used to? Um, and I think I'd kind of let that go. I'm so like weepily grateful to tell you that I have been feeling more pleasure this spring. And also like a lot more pain. I've just been feeling a lot more this spring because there's been a lot of uh, death and illness and loss happening around me and my, my loved ones as well. Um, it's incredible and I feel so grateful for it. So when I listen to these lyrics, um, you can see how for me personally, and this, you know, you may relate, but you know, this song is just something that I'm listening to. You're going to find your own song, right? It's narrating something. It's flirting with something. It's teasing and reminding me of something that's waking me up, putting it in my body and then making a really simple ritual of just walking around with headphones. Like it doesn't have to be some kind of like, I don't need chanting and candles and like, like an hour. I I could be walking to the grocery store and I could just pop this song in and boom, like it immediately is fun. It's playful. It's secretive because the headphones and these lyrics are coming in and I'm giving personal meaning to them. And it's like a song for this season. So this is something that I definitely invite you. There's Two prongs here. <laughs> I invite you to do this for yourself with a song of your choosing. You can totally borrow Love Is because it's it's a good time. But any song of your choosing, what is like the, an anthem that is going to help you feel? It's going to mirror where you are. It's going to help celebrate where you are. Maybe pump you up to where you want to be. Maybe it's going to nurture a desire. Um it doesn't have to be a pump me up, like I'm going into the boxing ring, you know, kind of anthem. It can be something more moving, more bittersweet. Um, what is it that your relationship with you needs to hear, needs needs a lullaby for, needs a soundtrack to? Um, so that's one. I really invite you to just play with that, listen to it, um, see what comes up. You don't have to do anything else. So that's number one. And number two is specifically about the song love is love is what you want it to be dear listener what do you want it to be what do you want self-love to be never mind any of the like infographics you've read never mind the other 99 episodes i've recorded of the soft shoulder never mind any of that what do you want it to be and when you uh, this is a great journal prompt Notice too, when you say like, when you answer this question of what you want it to be, you may notice very quickly the beliefs you already are operating with that you didn't really articulate. Because if you want it to be a certain way, that might mean that it's not currently that way, right? Um, If you want it to be open, maybe you're feeling kind of restricted. If you want it to be hopeful, maybe you've been more like resigned um, and thinking kind of scarce about it. You know, um, yeah, this, this is just love in general, love for you, love with others. This is something we get to create. You are the artist of your life. You are the artist of your self-love journey. If you were in my program, you are the artist of your self-marriage. Um, I hope to see you there one day. Um, I just really wanted to invite you today to ask this question, remember, that you get to create whatever the fuck you want here. When I got married to myself, I was, you know, I'd I'd read it in a horoscope, I planned the engagement, the ceremony, I made it up. I made it up. And so as I'm teaching it, I was very careful to be like, you know, I think at first I was probably like, oh, like, how did I do it? Now I teach how I did it, but that's not how I did it. Does that make sense? Meaning I didn't follow a template like I made it up, right? So what I'm teaching is not, oh, here are the things that Danette did when she was whatever age and you know, now I want everyone to do it that way. It's Danette made it up. How are you going to make it up? You don't even have to have a song, although I mean, I don't know why you wouldn't (laughs) because it's amazing and fun. When we first got together the Art of Self-Marriage in the fall of last year, uh, early on, we were making like we were talking about soundtracks of like ways to to pump us up and connect us the same way, uh, because I also chose an engagement song for that reason. And we had great conversations, brainstorms. One of the students made this beautiful playlist because, of course, why just choose one? Um, And it was so wonderful to be sharing these songs. So um, that's another idea. For you, if you want to make a playlist for yourself, try on some songs. See how it feels to walk around with them. See if some of your favorite love songs, see how they change when you apply them to yourself. Because I don't know, I had like, there was some like a handful of songs over the years that I just love so much and think like, oh, you know, well, when I was younger, it would be like, this would make a great wedding song. Of course, imagining that (laughs) there'd be some wedding with someone else. And then it's like listening to them again. And thinking about them, like just reflecting back to me, to my own heart, from my own heart, and then out into the world, it's really beautiful. And it doesn't have to be instead of. I can still use it. I can still share this love with someone else. I can still share these songs with someone else. This is just a fun way to remember that this is your life. Love it. Love yourself in it connect with other people who are doing that it is a feel good feeling it is not frivolous but it can be really really fun (laughs) so thank you so much for being here for listening for considering choosing yourself wherever you are on that decision point I, I celebrate you and I celebrate you taking the time that you need. What's that, dear listener? You want to give me a gift celebrating 100 episodes of the Soft Shoulder Podcast? <laughs> you know what would be the biggest blessing that would just fill my heart with gratitude is writing a review, sharing this with a friend, sharing the Soft Shoulder Podcast with Anyone that you think would love it, celebrating it, amplifying it in any way that feels good and right to you. Um, I love reading the reviews because the stars are really cool. Don't get me wrong. Big fan of stars. Big fan of the the easy tap of the five-star review. Awesome. Um, If you want to leave a two-star review, save that second for something else that's more fun. (laughs) Um, But I really love hearing what it is that you get out of it. What particular episode inspired you? Um, why you listen to it? What you do when you listen to it? I would love to hear those things. It is the highest compliment to have this work shared, to know that if you you know wanted to send something to a friend that you would think of this and think that this was a good gift to give to someone you care about totally fills my heart. So if you want to say thank you in some way for the 100 episodes of The Soft Shoulder, that's absolutely it. I would love that. And if not, you know, I'm no stranger to a lack of capacity. <laughs> I am no stranger to a lack of bandwidth. So just keep listening. Just keep coming back. That is also a huge gift to to me, to you. And I. I'd like to save the world. So dear listener, thank you for 100 great episodes. Thank you for all of your time. Thank you for your open hearts. Take good care of yourself. You are someone worth loving. It all starts with you. We'll talk to you soon.